So where can you purchase eco-friendly fashion items from t-shirts to coats, wallets to duffel bags, and everything in between? GrapeCat.com. Better than an online shopping mall, GrapeCat.com is an online vegan retail store whose brands cause the least impact on your budget and the environment. If you believe we all should dress compassionately, visit GrapeCat.com. That's G-R-A-P-E-C-A-T.com. Hi, this is James Lucas, and this is a vegan fashion and business podcast. Creating a vision, seeking our passion. Great cat, compassion, fashion. Made in the US, eco friendly. High quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. Grapecat.com for more. On today's podcast, I talked to my vegan friend, Ellen Champion, from Champion Relationship Coaching. Ellen talks about her journey from being an early activist, a vegan at the age of 40, and becoming a relationship coach. She has several tips on improving your relationships. Here's Ellen Champion. I'm curious, where did you grow up? I grew up in the Bronx, New York. Um, for my first 11 years, I stayed there. And then I moved up to the suburbs, uh, so Rockland County, Orange County, if anybody knows the Hudson Valley area. And what kind of kid were you? I was always a little activist, and now I'm a big activist. <laughs> when there was, when my family was watching Western movies, I was walking around with a band around my head to protest how Americans <laughs> hurt the Indians. And when I was 11, I was the only one out there with a sign uh, protesting with big bulldozers all around me, um, protesting them. Uh, they were, they were going to knock down all the trees in this beautiful forest. And I was afraid of all the animals that lived there. So um, so I always had this this need to make the world a better place and to make the world a kinder place. Uh, I always wanted to be vegan, even though I didn't know what that word meant when I was a little girl. But once I found out what the animals, what I was eating were animals, um, I just couldn't understand it. It just didn't make any sense to me. Um, so uh, when my mom would take me to the fish market, I would be up against the wall looking at all the the eyes staring at me and I would just start crying and 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 apologizing to God for hurting and eating his food. My mom made me eat it. Um, they felt that it was the right thing for me. We're meat eaters. She used to say that you don't feed broccoli to a lion. <laughs> um, uh, and I don't know, my, my cats like vegetables, so I don't know <laughs> if that's really even true. Um, but uh, so I just, you know, it was just something that always did not seem right to me. I, we were all animals. That to me was like almost cannibalism. I know that a lot of people probably are looking at me right now or hearing me right now and thinking that I have five heads on my shoulders. Um, but at least every every head that's on my shoulders is kind and, and, and doing its very best to 
to be kind and not hurt anybody. I am against cruelty and I always was, even when I was a little girl. So even though I enjoyed life and I had a lot of fun, I was also very serious about all the topics and always fighting for justice. And did you go vegetarian or did you go straight to vegan? So I went to um, pescatarian first, actually. Um, And this is much later um, because my parents just said, no, this is the way you have to eat. And I was a very dutiful daughter. Um, But so, yeah, so I went to pescatarian first um, and then vegetarian. But the vegetarian part was actually really, really short. I mean, maybe a month. (laughs) Um, And then I just jumped right into veganism because uh, the more I learn, the more I, I, you know, why am I fooling around here? Let's just do it. Let's do it right. Um, and what was very, very cool, I have to say this, is that when I became pescatarian, uh, I had two sons at that time. Uh, I was sitting around the dinner table and I'm saying to them, and there was no meat on the dinner table at that time. And I said, this is what I'm doing. Um, and you don't have to do it with me. It's up to you. Uh, they were both in middle school. Uh, and they asked me questions about it and they were raised by me so they knew how much I loved animals and never wanted to hurt anybody Um, and uh, they asked me all these questions I answered them and they just hopped on board and they never looked back how did you get into relationship coaching it seemed natural Um, I was a life coach since 2000 and um, I transitioned to my niche as being a relationship coach. I I specialize in relationship coaching, even though I'm a life coach. Um, And the reason being is um, growing up, I had, I experienced a lot of tragedies. Um, Horrific, horrific tragedies. I saw the cruelty in the world. Um, and my mother wasn't talking to this person and that, you know, the siblings weren't talking to this and that, and everybody wasn't talking to one another. And, um, even when I was like eight, nine years old, I spoke to all my aunts and uncles. I spoke to my mom and I made them all talk to each other and they did forever after that. So, um, so I just realized that kindness is lacking. It's there. Um, but it's not there enough. And being a life coach, I realized that everything had to do with relationships, everything. Um, Not only with another person, but with the environment, with animals, with organization and money and weight management. It's all about the relationship that you have with yourself and with others. Uh, At one point, I was actually trying to figure out how I could earn a living and do something that where I'm fighting for justice and where I'm helping people to be kinder to the environment and to animals. Um, And I just couldn't seem to figure that out. But then a light bulb went off in my head and I realized that if I could help people with their relationships with themselves and with others, if I could teach them how to be kind, then that to me is the first step to curing all the ills in the world, including the injustice that animals go through. 
So um, that's how I decided to be a relationship coach. Who is your clientele? I help men, women, individuals, couples, families, and people who work together to create a healthy, loving, and respectful relationship. I also help people to discover and eliminate their unhealthy relationship patterns, which will definitely enhance the relationship that they're in, if they are in one, and uh, also to help them to find the right partner instead of always ending up with the wrong partner. Um, And I also help people to create a healthy and loving relationship with themselves, which everyone needs in order to have one with someone else. What's the biggest lesson you've learned about relationship coaching? Our egos get us into fights and trouble and and um, it, it, we need to learn, people need to learn how to put their ego on the shelf and lead with their heart when they're dealing with other people, uh, especially their loved ones. Uh, we need to be understanding. Um, of course, you need to care about yourself as well, but not in the expense. You, you need to care about the whole situation, especially if you're partners with someone. Um, so that's, I would say that was uh, a big thing for me. I, I, I learned how when people would come to me, that was usually the problem. Their egos got in their way. What's your key piece of advice on relationship coaching? Get the ego out of there. <laughs> Uh, I tell my clients all the time, just put their egos on the shelf. They could take it off when they need it. But when you're talking to a loved one, you need to be caring about that person. Not, not so much. You need, to, you need to be hearing them, not your own thoughts. Get your thoughts out of there. Just hear them, understand them, get to know them. Listen to their words. Listen to what's in between the words. Um, because they might not be expressing themselves the way they really need to be. So you really need to understand them 100%. Um, and that there's only one way to love someone, and that's completely. That's it. If, you, if you're not loving them completely, then it needs work. How would you explain relationship coaching to a newcomer? I am not a therapist. I am not a counselor. I'm not a psychotherapist, psychologist. I am a coach. When people come to me, of course you're going to be going over why you're here, what's disturbing you, what's the problem, what are the issues. But you're not coming here and you're not complaining to me. You're coming here saying, okay, I want this. This is how I want my relationships to go. This is what I my goal is for myself, for my relationship, for my life. And we strategize a plan and get you there. Um, I help you. I, I help you every step of the way, uh, the way I coach, um, to get you to meet your goals. Um, so it, it's, I, I know proactive is a very, you know, a real cliche right now, but it is extremely proactive. Um, so if you really want to see your goals um, get met, then relationship coaching is, is the perfect thing for you. But you need to be the kind of person to really want this and go after it because it's not me that's doing the work. You've got to do the work to get there. What keeps you interested in relationship coaching? My need to help people. (laughs) 
I want to help people. I want uh, to be there. I um, I genuinely I genuinely care, and um, I want this. I, I genuinely care about my clients, but I also genuinely care about the world. And to me, this is the first step. What drives you mad about relationship coaching? When people come to me thinking that the other person needs to be fixed. <laughs> So, um, no one needs to be fixed. We just need to be improved. And it all starts with you, not the other person. (laughs) Can you name a person who has had a tremendous impact on you? Well, if you're talking about what I consider my mentors growing up, um, yes, definitely. Atticus Finch is a very huge mentor in my life growing up. Um, And um, yeah, these are all characters. (laughs) They're not really people in my life. Um, But Atticus Finch was the character in, the lead character in To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, If you don't know about him, please check him out because he's an amazing man. Um, and he he really influenced my wanting justice in the world and and going after justice no matter what other people think no matter what the um, the roadblocks are um, so he taught me that um, Mary Poppins <laughs> oh geez okay <laughs> Mary Poppins. Uh, I, I live my life according to everything I learned from her. Um, uh, from, you know, laughter is the best medicine to um, that if you have to do something, uh, whether you want to or not, you if you have to do it, you might as well enjoy it. Life goes by so fast. Enjoy life. Enjoy it. If you hate this activity, then make it into a game. Do something. But enjoy it. If you're going to do it, enjoy it. So I've learned a lot from Mary Poppins growing up. Um, and I don't know, do you really want to know the rest of them? <laughs> Maybe just a quick list then. Uh, Jack LaLanne um, taught me the importance, well, my father actually taught me the importance of exercise and health. Um, but Jack LaLanne was a huge part of that. Um, and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I just loved Bugs Bunny. Um, he just taught me that no matter how small you are, no matter how, because he was this small little bunny rabbit, uh, no matter how insignificant you think you are, you can make a difference and you can stand up for yourself. What is the one behavior or trait that you have seen derail more relationships? Selfishness. And not the healthy selfishness. I'm talking about totally self-absorbed selfishness. Um, um, the need to control every situation, the need to control the other person will derail it. Um, I, those are the, the two that are, are huge. Um, I mean, there's more to it than that, of course, but those two are really, really big. You, you're, if, you, if you're not going to be a partner, then 
there's no need to be in a relationship. But also, um, I have to say this also is is part of derailing a relationship is ending up choosing the person that you shouldn't even be with. And a lot of people start that from early on and now they're choosing to be with someone, they're choosing to get married to someone that they know is wrong for them. Um, and they're doing it because of money or their fear of being alone or whatever the reason is. Um, so if you could just really choose the right person instead of always choosing the wrong person, uh, that would be extremely helpful and um, to a healthy relationship. What are the biggest misconceptions about relationship coaching? That it's not therapy. People think it's more like therapy, uh, I find. Um, or they just don't know what to think. Um, but if you're thinking it's therapy, it, it is so not therapy. So if you have a psychological issue problem, um, then you definitely need a therapist. If you're going to be continually sabotaging yourself, you need a therapist um, because this is very proactive. You, you need to know that you're going to be doing the work that it entails um, from just exploring who you are and really what's going on inside of you to um, to doing whatever it needs to be done in order for you to create a harmonious relationship. What are some specific roadblocks to watch out for in relationships? People can be quite defensive. So someone could say something to you pretty innocently, and uh, a lot of people may blow it out of proportion. They might take it very personally, uh, and their defensive behaviors just come to um, a screaming match and, and blow-ups, and, and they really wasn't any reason for that to actually happen except for the fact that your your past your personal history is coming to you know to haunt you it's haunting you so maybe that person just pressed that one button that made you feel extremely defensive extremely insulted uh hurt um but they didn't really mean to um, and this is one of the reasons why I tell people, please just put your ego on the shelf when someone's trying to talk to you, um, because that defensiveness is, is a real killer uh, to you and to your loved one that you're, you're speaking with or to a stranger even. Um, so um, there are definitely uh, ways around that, which I teach people, uh, and it really works. Uh, but you have to be aware of it. You have to, you know, be strong enough to get to the point where it's flowing smoothly. <laughs> it does take practice, um, but it works. It really does work. What is a step someone could take today to improve relationships? Be happy. I know it sounds so simple and it sounds so difficult all at once. But if you're going around smiling and feeling good with your partner, um that is going to help a lot. If you're going around complaining about the person, um, complaining about life, it's really going to hurt the relationship. So if I'm going to ask you to do one thing from now on is make sure that your partner, your romantic partner, your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, 
even your children, your, your siblings, whoever it is, show them how much you appreciate them every day. They do something for you. It, it might be something that they do all the time for you, but tell them that you appreciate it. Tell them that you appreciate every little thing about them. And if you keep on doing that, you will definitely see an improvement. What are a few resources you would recommend to someone looking to gain insight into improving their relationships? Resources? Yeah. Well, me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Resources. There's there's tons of books out there that are really, really good. Um, Critical Conversation is one of them, and I I, um, wish I could remember the author right now, um, but I can't. Uh, but Critical Conversation is a really, really terrific book, um, and it helps you um, get through those arguments uh, or maybe even prevent those arguments. Uh, so that's a really good book. So um, there's one thing I, I could offer you is that. What is your biggest struggle with veganism? My biggest struggle with veganism is being vegan knowing what the animals go through, knowing how how much I want the whole world <laughs> to be vegan. Um, the struggle is conversing with people who don't get it, um, will never get it. Um, my biggest struggle is going on Facebook and seeing all these horrible um, posts and videos of of people killing animals and hurting them um, and and teaching their children to do this. Uh, It's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. So it's it's, one of my biggest struggles is not only conversing with people who who don't get it and not only eating with those kind of people, (laughs) um, but also knowing that as much as I am doing, and I am doing, you know, I think quite a bit. I'm an activist. I'm a lobbyist. I eat vegan. I talk to people about vegan. A lot of people became vegan because of me. In fact, an old friend of mine just told me a couple of days ago he's now vegan. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited about that. But I know that it's, it's a long haul. And it's so sad. It just saddens me. It's, it's, how do I go through one day without feeling, you know, I did enough. You know, I, this, there's just so much that needs to be done. And I, I guess the big, you know what, the biggest struggle is that I feel like no matter how much I do, it's never enough because while I'm sleeping, while I'm napping, while I'm having a good time with friends, while I'm here speaking to you, those animals are still hurting and struggling. And, um, they're terrified and they're being killed and slaughtered and raped and tortured. And I just want it to stop. I just want their misery to stop. What is your biggest victory? I'm going to say my children. I have, I have two sons um, and they are very caring, very compassionate. They're both vegan um, and they, they fight for justice. Uh, and I, I raised them to be that way. So I'm going to say my children. That's a good answer. Yeah. They're wonderful, wonderful people. And my daughter by marriage is, is terrific too. But although that's not a victory, but I just want to put her in there. She's also vegan. What are three books or movies you would take on vacation? Well, I always take 
my animal activism book with me. Um, I always take that. Um, movies uh, on vacation. Uh, well, To Kill a Mockingbird is one of my favorites. Um, but if I'm looking for a comedy, I would probably take um, Young Frankenstein <laughs> or something like that. Um, and I always have a relationship book, whatever I'm reading, because uh, I'm always studying. I'm always learning more. What are you grateful for? I am grateful um, for my family, for my friends. I'm grateful for the vegan community. I am grateful for the beauty and the love that is in the world. Um, I know there's a lot of cruelty in the world too, but there really is a lot of love and beauty in the world as well. I am grateful for all of that. Um, I am grateful for all the people who are heroes and save animals. How do people contact you? Well, you could contact me through my website, which is www.championrelationshipcoaching. Uh, I am Ellen Champion. Uh, and uh, you could also reach me on my cell, which is 845-774-6302. Uh, and uh, my email address is ellen at championrelationshipcoaching.com. I do give a free consultation. Um, I am out of Doylestown, Pennsylvania. However, uh, I do have a national practice, so you could see me in person. You could, we could have our sessions over the phone or Skype. So um, wherever you are, you could reach out. Um, I do see people uh, weekly or every other week, uh, but even in between um, appointments, I am right there. So there are times that uh, people do give me calls and emails and uh, it's all unlimited. It's all within the price and um, nothing extra. I am always there for you because your life is always there. Make your life about choice, not chance, and be the champion in your life. Thank you for listening to the Grape Cat Vegan Fashion and Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find the show notes at grapecat.com. Do us a favor before you go, please take a few seconds to rate this podcast. It is a key way to get this podcast higher in the ranks, which will make it more accessible to those people who truly need this information. Thank you for taking the time to do that. Make sure you never miss a future episode of this podcast by subscribing. If you have any questions or guest ideas, please send them to podcast at grapecat.com. Thank you for dressing compassionately. Creating a vision, seeking our passion. Great cat, compassion, fashion. Made in the US, eco friendly. High quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. Grapecat.com for more.